Welcome to the cage, animals, for your tightest coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts, the purest, best of sport you can follow. For rookie fight fans and you season vets, this is Better Fight Cast. <laughs> Leading today's schooling, as usual, is our resident MMA historian, Joe Neubauer at Jono's MMA. Is there really such a thing as too much MMA? He's been living and breathing the fight since he was a kid scouring video store shelves for Pride VHS tapes. To help me bridge the gap between fans new and old, usually we are joined by Gabrielle Timbowen at Gabby underscore T. We are probably not going to see her tonight, but shout out to Gabby underscore T. I am Matt Crocomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, credentialed writer, certified personal trader, and student of comedy. Exploring how to maximize the human experience. Here, all of us also on our sister production, Better Health and World, where we have fun talking the health, psychology, and comedy of what it is to be human and animal. Get that and this on iTunes or SoundCloud. But to explore the maximum human experience, we're going to bear witness to this pure competition. And to lead us, Joe, what should we know? Well, coming off of this weekend, it was an action-packed weekend of mixed martial arts. Everybody was complaining there wasn't anything highly significant, but yes, there was. Whenever there's a lot of MMA on and that many fights, I mean, we had 10-plus hours of MMA content where we are as we reside in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, of course, we're North America. Where we were, I had access to three different events. There's more than that all the time with regional promotions and international promotions but this weekend what i got on my tv that i was able to record in the midst of a very busy work weekend i gotta give a great shout out to the ufc bellator and lfa as i applaud them all as i thought all three of them put on fantastic shows this weekend there was good spots on each of those cards and something to talk about of course friday night starting with the double header it started with LFA 23. And I realized that LFA, the Legacy Fighting Alliance, is now up to its 23rd show. Wow, that's the feeder league for the UFC. I remember sort when of. that was being formed. Yeah. That's a combination of Tuesday two former contender, brands, right? Dana White's new Tuesday Night Contender Series is mm-hmm. the official feeder to the UFC now. Okay. But LFA comes on Access TV. They're on predominantly just about every other Friday night at least. I'd have to look up the number of shows they do a year, but let's just put it this way. They started at the beginning of this year. They've already had 23. And I'm proud to say I've watched all 23 of those shows. Hmm. I have seen such an influx of talent that started there that went from either the Dana White Contender Series or straight to the UFC or even to Bellator. And what were the two leagues that combined to form LFA again? Legacy Fighting... Wait... Legacy Fighting Championship mm-hmm. and Resurrection Fighting Alliance. Okay. Legacy Fighting Championship being owned by UFC matchmaker Mick Maynard mm. and Resurrection Fighting Alliance being owned by longtime manager of the likes of Leota Machida, Anderson Silva, uh, the Nagara brothers, Ed Suarez. It's their 23rd show already? Yeah. Do they have one every week? Just about. Wow. Yeah, every other week. And is it every other week or is it every week? Because it seems like it was formed a year ago. Yeah, and nobody's been I guess picked. it is almost every other week. You know yeah. the best way to describe them? They are like the ECW of the fight game. Every time they start to bring it, they bring in a new star and showcase their talent, it gets picked apart by one of the higher hmm. 
organizations. Mm. And that's the best way to describe it. They are fantastic at what they do. Excellent, yeah. excellent scouting system. And this weekend was no different. As really, the biggest thing I got out of the LFA this weekend was it was a night for the flyweight women's division. And there's an argument they might have the strongest people there. Nice. There really is. I will argue that because in the main event was Andrea Lee, the dime piece, who is also the Invicta champ. She fought for the title and, of course, won after 14 different fighters turned her down. 14. That means they asked 14 people to sign the paper and show up on fight night, and they all turned it down. I don't think I've ever heard of a fighter go through that many opponents. But she came out and put on a fantastic display and won, you know, or retained, I can't remember what it was, the LFA Women's Flyweight title. And, of course, in the undercard action, Sabino Mazo got yet another head kick knockout reel. Like, this girl is so young. I think she improved the 4-0. She's, what, 20 years old? The girl, you're going to hear about her soon. She looks like somebody that should be on the Contender Series immediately. And, of course, right now, with both Bellator and UFC introduced a new flyweight women's, di flyweight women's division, I think it's a bold statement to say that the three most interesting girls are in LFA. Nice. Of course, with Sabina Mazo, Andrea Lee, and also let's not forget Mackenzie Dern. Oh man, she's still she's in that league still. Yes, I. It seemed like she would, uh, should already be in the UFC by now. That's crazy that she's not. Yeah, she's that's young. very exciting. Jiu Jitsu ace. If y'all if y'all are, are hurting, Mackenzie Dern is a name that our MMA historian has brought up time and time and time again. So. And weight has Keep been your an eyes issue. Peeled. And I've also been calling that Mackenzie mm. Dern will absolutely be she's in the like 125-pound division. She's like the consummate 118-pounder, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as they made that division, it's no joke, she's already in the LFA at 125 pounds. There is a big need for the 125-pound division, and I think LFA has the best name so far. Of course, I can't say they have the biggest because, of course, with Paige Van Zandt, mm. you know— and, and the other girls that are going to be coming, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is talking about her next fight being at 125. Those are names right now. But for the future, Sabina Mazo, Mackenzie Dern, and Andrea Lee, keep your eyes out. You're going to see them in the UFC or Bellator soon. Very soon. And, of course, then I moved on to the doubleheader that night on Friday. I went to UFC Japan. Oh, of course. Now, this was a fight card that was one week prior Got the injury bug mm. again. Mm. Something we've been mm. used to in 2017 mm. as Mauricio Shogun Rua fell off the card and Yushin Okami came back to take on Ovin St. Pru in the main event. Now, I want to remind everybody one thing about Yushin Okami. Very courageous of him to take the fight on a week's notice and fight a light heavyweight, but Yushin Okami is a welterweight. Let's not forget this fight was at 205. You gotta give respect where respect is due. To move up from a welterweight division to 205 on a week's notice against a dangerous competitor like Ovin St. Pro, I'll at least tip my hat to that. I mean Yushin Okami at least helped salvage some of that Japanese crowd considering he's from Japan. And good for him. But he looked like an amateur that night against Ovin St. Pro, because St. Pro hit 
the Von Flu choke for a third time. And it is only fitting that you change his name, change the name to that submission hole to the St. Prue choke. Or heck, why don't we meet in the middle, everybody? Why don't we call it the Von Prue choke? Oh, that's an interesting variation. Let's just change it. Let's let's switch it up because nobody owns that move. And St. Prue has now broke the record for hitting that maneuver. Good for him. And I, I'd like to start a petition. If somebody started a petition tomorrow, maybe I'll be the one to do it. To name, rename that submission hold, I'm all for it. What do you want to call it again? I want to call it the Von Prue. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like it. But of course, the co-main event. And this is why the UFC still has to carry on with events. Even if your big main event falls off, especially if it's a fight night. You know, this card was for Japan. It was mm-hmm. built for their market. It was built for the Asian market. Mm-hmm. We're spoiled to be able to watch it on TV in North America. Like, be happy we get and this And, of course, card. the one big name that popped up when all of these new owners appeared, the only one that you and I didn't recognize is one of the hugest names in Asia. Mm-hmm. Some singer or, or something. He's a tennis player, I believe. Okay. But that's going to be relevant because, actually, you know what's going on in the, the Europe? I mean, not the European, I'm sorry. The Asian markets is they're actually predominantly dominated by one FC. Yep. The promotion that's over there, they're they're killing it in the Asian markets. One FC is now actually going from twelve shows to twenty four shows next year. How does their product compare to UFC? They have a couple really good fighters, but yeah. from top to bottom, they have young fighters on their card. Nobody, look, I, I don't. Does the style is the better. style any different, or is it just no, less it's, quality? It's the same arts. thing. I think they're allowed to knee on the ground. There's a couple rule differences because it is over in the Asian market, uh-huh. and they don't ever they haven't even came to North America yet. Hmm. Or the That'd European be interesting. That'd be but interesting. But I, I just want to put this into perspective. I, I, I don't Try to need, muscle like in I all said, territory. I am not a UFC nut hugger, so to speak. But <laughs> nobody has the level of talent from the first fight to the main event they as don't. the UFC. They just don't. They don't mm-hmm. have the mm-hmm. talent yet. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. Bellator is getting better. They have some legit fighters. I mean, I don't know if you want to... I don't. I don't know. I want to step on anything you got played ahead, but people are saying. I, you know, I heard some talk about Bellator's card this weekend might have been better than UFC's card this weekend. I said it was, but yeah, you did. The Co-Main Event Podcast said it too. My favorite po- fight podcast, other than us. Mm-hmm. But who delivered the most? And honestly, but it, but but it, you know, UFC. This was. This is not their finest product in Bellator. It I was mean, their probably one of their everything cards. that they had. Well, yeah. we called a well, not card, necessarily anything that. Yeah. But it had real fights on there. Okay. If it wasn't for this card, but if we got Jessica Andrade fighting Claudia Gadela, who is the number 1 and number 2 girl in the strawweight division. They they're the number 1 and number 2 girl in the world. Period. Mm-hmm. You find me better fighters than them two in any other promotion. I don't think it could happen. And they fought in possibly what is being called the best women's fight ever. Oh, wow. It was so good. It was a bloody Oh, battle. wow. I need to check that out. It was so good. Claudia Gadela looked fantastic for like the first half of the first round. She looked like she was a step ahead of Jessica Andrade, and then Jessica Andrade just took over. Both of those Gave girls her were some just, schooling. They were both just relentless, and it was such a good fight. Nice, dude. Highly technical, and it made me remember just how good Joanna Jerzejczyk is. Mm. best woman's fighter ever I swear by it there is nobody like her in the short existence of WMMA I promise you 
Joanna mm-hmm. Jerjacek, when you watch her fight, she is so better than the rest. And this is a reason why, because these girls fought. They were the number one and number two. And it was God, a And you remember fight. when she was called Joanna Wi-Fi Password? Well, That's here's crazy. the thing. And this is what I've learned about a lot of these Now Jerjacek is almost a household name. A lot of these people... I think I just said it right. ...in mixed martial arts, especially international, is, is I feel like there's an influx of Russian talent coming over. Mm. There's Poland. There's, you know, just to name a few. Joanna Jerjacek started as Joanna Champion because nobody could remember her name. But anybody oh, that's that right. Follows, we were the only ones calling her Wi-Fi password. I called her Wi-Fi was password. Was that yours? because yeah, it looked like Nice. One. It looked like something nice. you typed in to That's get right. A Joanna Champion is what everybody else was calling her. Uh-huh. Man. Well, that's what she told everybody to call her. She said, because oh, when she okay. went for the title shot, everybody was like, I do not know how to say that last name. Look right there. I got a poster of it. Look right there at her last name. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's a... That's a, that's that's a lot of consonants next to each other. Like, seriously, that is so yeah, you, You're not bit. supposed to put that many consonants next to each other in a word. I would love to take a lot of these That's MMA fighters. That's a lot of consonants next to each other. No, a I lot love, of these I MMA love. fighters' last names, I'd love to put them in a spelling bee and see how they do. I love Joanna. Jerjacek. So, but Joanna Jerjacek went from Joanna Champion. Nobody could pronounce her name. Now everybody in the MMA community right next to the blender, respects bro. her. Right next to the blender. That the kitchen countertops. Well, not quite. But they yes. practice it because she demanded yes, yes, that yes. respect. But for a woman's fight to be that good, that high level, it just it was spectacular to see. And that's why they have to keep going on with cards like this. You don't just stop. You keep the wheels rolling. Hmm? And, of course, the debut. Or die. Keep the momentum. A former K1 champion, kickboxing legend, the Turkish Tyson, as they call him, Gokan Saki, made his debut on this card. This guy has 80 kickboxing fights. <laughs> Came into this fight at 0-1. Yeah, 0-1 is a mixed martial artist. Okay. He had a mixed martial arts fight, I want to say, like seven years back. Oh, God. He's only 33. I thought he was older than that. He's 33. When I t- if oh, you so watch- he's a local boy, right? Oh, no. He's from Turkey. Oh, okay. Let me tell you what about his fight with Henry Gide Silva. Henry Gide Silva has, he has been on a downward spiral in the UFC in his last three fights. He's 2-3 and three in the UFC. Hmm. But everybody forgets that Henrique de Silva's first 12 fights, hmm. none of them saw the distance. He finished all 12 opponents, hmm. two of them being his first two UFC fights. The he guy is good. not as bad as people are saying. And the fact that Gokan Saki didn't even have his cardio level up, relied on his knockout power, that was a great comfort behind victory. You have to watch that fight to believe it. Hmm. It was so good. One of my favorite fights this year, instantly. It will be up there as one of my favorites. It's it's not a fight of the year like Gaethje versus uh, Michael Johnson, but it's up there. That was it's, recent, it's, right? It's worth a mention. Yeah. It's really, really worth a mention. I'm, I'm so excited for the Turkish Tyson to fight again. Gokan Saki instantly became one of my favorite fighters overnight. You know, of course, there was sad parts to the UFC Japan card. Takanori Gomi getting in there and suffering. I think that, what was that, his fifth or sixth loss? Mm-hmm. To the maestro Dong Young Kim. And I have to mm. say the maestro because there's two Dong Young Kims in the <laughs> UFC. One's a lightweight. Fair the enough. other one is a welterweight. They are not wow. the same people, guys. No. Everybody. I love hearing it. Even the so-called <laughs> experts. They're like, Dong Young Kim's a lightweight now? On the co-main event, they said the maestro sounded like a classic Batman villain. Yeah. <laughs> From like the Adam West TV show. But he came in and knocked out Gomi in relative ease and... Let me tell you what. What's Gomi even doing anymore? He's a legend of the sport. It's time to hang him up. Yeah. 
I usually don't like to say that or make that decision for people, but he's now lost five or six in a row. He's had to have made some money. Would that is that like as bad as like Chuck Liddell getting back in the ring? No, Chuck Liddell is like fifty. Mm-hmm. He's at least thirty nine, which is old for a lighter weight, though. Yeah, but he's not. He's not fifty. And Chuck oh. Liddell was getting knocked. This out. dude's fifty. No, not Gumi. I'm talking oh. about Chuck. Oh, okay. Chuck's I, I do not. Okay. I do not advise Chuck Liddell getting back in the ring. Wasn't there some rumblings or some something about something? He's not going to, of course. They're talking. Him and Chael are talking. Who knows? Who oh, knows? God. I'm not even. I'm not even paying it attention because if I paid attention, that feeds fuel to the fire. Yeah. So you know what I do as a as an MMA fan? I ignore it completely. Ignore it. I don't even care, guys. If we edited, <laughs> but and then I think the sleeper fight of UFC Japan was Husier Fumija when he choked out Sasaki. And I just want to bring up something about the flyweight division right now. It came to my attention because just recently when Dana White came out, him and Demetrius Johnson was in that spat, and Demetrius Johnson came out and said he was told that they thought about shutting down the flyweight division. Mm. Well, I feel like the flyweights have responded because I just look back to the last five fights that were flyweights since Mexico City because Mexico City was the first event that featured a flyweight main event that wasn't Demetrius Johnson. Mm. It's never been done before. Flyweights have How did that work out for Mexico card. City? Worked out pretty well. That was a good card. That was a real good card. That was their people. Who was it? Plus with the high altitude. That was Sergio Pettis versus Brandon Moreno. Oh, the high altitude. That's yeah. an interesting and interesting with, advantage possibly for the flyweights. Out of the last five fights, that was the only fight that went to decision now. As we have seen absolutely fantastic performances with the fastest knockout ever in flyweight history, Dustin Ortiz. Joseph Morales came out and finished his opponent. Henry Cejudo put on that A-class performance at UFC 215 just a few short weeks ago. And then, of course, Husier Fermija finishing Alka Sasaki. So out of the last five, five flyweight fights we've seen, we've seen finishes in devastating fashion. And i got to give a shout-out to the flyweights for that. They're proving that they should be here. They are exciting. They do finish fights. They are high-level fighters. So stop with the nonsense that they don't deserve to be here. It's just, it's still a new division. Give it time to develop. Well, I mean, they say they, I mean, the the, the argument that they don't belong here is because Mighty Mouse can finish them all. Well, Mighty Mouse is just a class up on everybody Does he negate the whole division or we just wait for him to age out and they can beat him up? He's just so good in a division that's so young. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. had a couple veterans. He's, it's sort of like women's MMA a couple years ago, where the people just weren't exactly. developed, and all the sudden, all of a sudden, everybody's caught up around Rousey. Yeah. Not everybody, but you know, a solid handful. Exactly. And then in a couple of years, Mighty Mouse will have the Ronda problem. Yeah. Well, and no. Hopefully, I mean, it he'll could have be sooner than later. And I'm sure Henry Cejudo is looking he, better. He would every love day. to be having the problems that she's having now. Like, which expendable sequel should I be in? And he's one of these young guys are going to come up. Going to have those problems. I mean, Demetrius Johnson's in his prime. And at those lighter weights, it's harder to maintain that prime. These younger guys, it could be anything. Heck, it could be Ray Borg. Who knows? It it could be. He's got the name for it. It could be. But, yeah, uh, to put UFC Japan and then, of course, on to Saturday night, which was Bellator 183. And I said on paper that was the best card. Their accidental flagship program. Their entire brand. And everything delivered on that card. But I'll start on the main event, which kind of didn't deliver and maybe it's unfair to say because i don't think those guys it it wasn't the worst fight i ever saw but it was a traditional benson henderson fight ends in split decision okay so we got old dude how old is he no he's not old okay Benson henderson was former i think four-time defending lightweight champ of the ufc 
He was yeah. I realized WBC I was confusing him with someone champion. else. Yeah, very good fighter. He took on Patricky Ferrer and Benson Henderson. Now lost yet a, his third fight. So since joining Bellator from the UFC, he is now one and three in Bellator. Mm. And these last, he's lost the last three. Is that what? I no. I thought you said he lost, lost his debut against Andre Pavlov. Oh, okay. okay. I literally cannot remember right now who yeah. he won against. Uh, no, he won against uh, Fabricio for uh, for rare, but he um, it was an injury win, and I thought Fabricio was winning the fight. I mean, you're not kidding about these MMA names. No. Like, I was waiting for you to say three different fighters, no. and you went with someone that I'd never heard of. Like, I was like, I, 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 I almost recognized who you were saying, yeah. but you didn't say who I thought it's you were going to say. You didn't say. All right. But what did deliver on Bellator was the people's main event, and that was Paul Daly and Lorenz Larkin. That was a good fight, and Paul Daly storched Lorenz Larkin, the other recent UFC cast out. Mm. I mean, <sighs> Lorenz Larkin made the mistake of standing with Paul Daly, I think. Not many people can do that. Yeah. Paul Daly is one of the best MMA strikers ever mm. to ever do it. Look at his resume. I want to say he has like over 30 knockouts in mixed martial arts. Wow. He is a finisher, a killer. I'm not even, I haven't even started on his kickboxing career. He is an animal, such a good fighter. That left hand is for real, and it snaps at any time. And he caught Lorenz Larkin fresh on the button and got the, one of the biggest victories in his career. Puts him right back up there after that demolishing that Randy, Rory McDonald gave him. The only problem with Paul Daly is when he faces a really good wrestler. Yeah. He still hasn't cracked that code. Yeah. Still hasn't been able to beat the wrestlers. But he's, I mean, but on the feet, they got the best. They got to the give him some boxes. Roy Nelson made his debut against Javi Oyala. Did he kick you by any of the butt? Especially an official? No, but that fight was actually Oh, good for him. I guess he's grown as an individual. Unexpectedly. Good. It wasn't a bad fight. Nice. I'm glad to hear good fights. The only thing I had a problem with was I just wasn't invested into it because I've seen Roy Nelson lose so many times recently. Yeah. And he actually wrestled Javi Oyala a lot. Which, by the way, Javi Oyala's nickname is Eye Candy. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that out Does there. Does he look anything like Big Country? Well, size. Is it? How they much? were two big boys. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So is Eye Candy an ironic nickname? I, I don't get it. I don't know how to judge a dude, but his nickname is Eye Candy. Is it ironic or not? When you, if you had to guess one way or the other, does he get a six pack or does he come home with the six pack in his hand? With the six pack. Okay. But I need to find out who gave him that nickname. Because I'd like to talk to him and be like, bro, you need to change that. I need to know the meaning of this. I don't want to judge it until I found out the meaning. But right now I'm just kind of well, like... Well, as long as the person that gave him that nickname wasn't Javier Bardem. Or wait, what was his name? I think it was his mom. What's his name? Javi Ayala. Javi Ayala. As long as it wasn't Javi Ayala that gave Javi Ayala the nickname, then I guess it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my favorite was the first two fights where... Aaron Pico, that stud I was telling you about, the guy who took on, who made his debut at the New York City Bellator card against, he was 0-0, zero zero, first professional fight against a guy with 10 pro fights. And remember, I, I, I was calling on this podcast, you can listen back to it, I was like, he's biting off a lot hmm. for a young guy in his career, 20 years old, coming in, fighting a guy who already has 10 professional fights, who has fought for championships in other organizations that I respect, like the Resurrection Fighting Alliance they used mm. to be around. Mm. 
But he came out tonight against another 10-fight veteran, repackaged himself, kind of did a re-debut, so to speak, against Justin Lin, uh, this time at 145 pounds in the featherweight division. And let me tell you what, Aaron Pico looked like everything that everybody has been talking about. Hmm. If you haven't seen that knockout yet, I really recommend you looking it up. You've definitely talked some Aaron Pico. He hit him with a left out of nowhere. I genuinely believe, and I will say this right now, Aaron Pico is a future superstar of this sport. He's not there yet. He needs to at least get the five fights to at least start getting a better rumbling. But when this kid gets to his 10th fight, I really believe he will be world champion, and you can mark me right now for saying that. Whether it's in Bellator or if he goes to the UFC, I really think he's that good. I think it's going to take him 10 fights. Mark you like three it did months Chris ago, Weidman. too, whenever you first brought this kid up. Yep. And am I surprised tonight, man? I got to say, I've been sleeping on this guy, but I am not sleeping on him anymore in Bellator. Goiti Yamauchi submits Adam Piccolotti in... I believe it was the first round, but his submission game is so good. This guy Gudiyamiuchi is looking better and better. I, uh, you know, he was twenty and three. He wasn't as his his record wasn't as sexy as the other guys because he wasn't undefeated. Hmm. But then I realized Gudiyamiuchi is like four years the other guys younger. The fact that he has twenty three fights and he's twenty four years wow. old. Wow, this kid looks like something he puts special. In the Bellator work. has. Nice. And this is another one of those nice. things, Bellator. This was my favorite Bellator card on paper, and imagine that. The young talent delivered. It wasn't even the old dogs. It wasn't Lorenz Larkin, the hot free agent that they signed over. Roy Nelson did put on a good fight, but he wasn't the one that stole the show. It wasn't Benson Henderson who they paid all that money for because he was a UFC guy, and he came over to Bellator. No. The guys that stole the show, really, was Paul Daly, Aaron Pico, and Guidi Yamauchi. Hmm. All Bellator guys. Imagine that. You sign some real raw talent and they end up delivering. That's what it's about. It's like about that. the young talent. The cream rises to the top. They do. Quality begets quality. They really, really do. And I'm not taking a knock on the UFC guys either. That's that's not I'm not gonna start that game. Well they have all the quality. I mean everybody's gotta remember <laughs> they when have the UFC most of it. Well when the UFC bought Strike Force They created this whole thing that we're talking about. Strike Force became the UFC's More biggest less. stars. They became yep. their champions. Yep. Robbie Lawler came in, won the welterweight title. Luke Rockhold came in, won the world middleweight title. Love those guys. Daniel Cormier came in and contended, and then of course that the guy. John Jones story. But Daniel Cormier, and of course, you know who else was from Strike Force? Ronda Rousey. Imagine that. Oh, so I mean, the influx of talent they got from outside. Her. Look at right now, Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gaethje. Those two guys are known as the king of the underground. Nice. That's what they were known for. They were both champions, big-time champions outside the UFC. Things. I love it. And Eddie Alvarez already won the title, and look what Gaethje's done in his short career. So, you know, just it's just the stigma that the UFC gives. It's not because they're UFC fighters and they're supposed to be better. It's actually respect the UFC that that three-letter entity, even just because you're attached to that, you're looked at as the more supreme fighter than somebody that's not there. Hmm. Like, you come over to Bellator, oh, he's a UFC guy. He's going to wipe everybody out because he's from the UFC. That's the better level of competition. Mm. Wrong. That, that doesn't mean anything. That's awesome. It's just, it's, I think it's just the power of what the UFC marketing is and what it means to be a UFC fighter. I mean, that's nice that the UFC guys can still be threatened going over to the Bellator brand mm-hmm. because the competition breed, you know, the, the competition breeds quality. 
Well, the thing is, for Bellator, this was a home run for them. Because mm-hmm. their guys, in the co-main and main, Paul Daly beat Lorenz Larkin. Patricky Pitbull Frere beat Benson Henderson. Their guys, that they have been homegrown and producing, are the ones going over. Nice. That that puts Bellator's legitimacy at a higher level. That's why I thought respect. this event was a slam dunk. Respect. It was just it was a home run all around. And I think by the time we got to the Benson Henner fight, I mean if you were a true MMA fan, you watched as much as I did, you had like eleven hours of MMA content this weekend. It was a lot. But I was very happy. That's I could go for that every weekend. I really could. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um to rate which one was the best. I might no give the asterisks. Nod. No asterisks. I might. I'm probably going to give the slight Not. nod to the UFC just because of the Andrade Gadea fight and because mm. of the Turkish Tyson Gokan Saki. Fair enough. And that's it. That's fair enough. Bellator was right there, but right. who won in the ratings? If you had to guess, who won in the ratings on this weekend? And and well, the it ratings be fair were fair because based on your tone, Bellator. But. Let's try to pretend like I'm in a vacuum. And I probably would have guessed UFC. But Bellator by 62,000 viewers. Based, but your tone gave it away. So it's, yeah, probably. It's just not fair. I'm not good at lying. It's not fair. Well, not I mean, you wouldn't have brought up. it up if it wasn't Bellator. Almost, yeah, you know? that's like probably that. true. You're good. You know. That's what probably true. What are you going to do? We're not phony around here, man. We're real. So that's why that was real. But Bellator won by 60,000, like 62,000 viewers. Uh, UFC's main card averaged around 502,000. What was the total 000. viewership then? If it's well, 62,000. That's what it is. That's what I was getting to right now. UFC main card did 502,000 viewers. And that was on FXX, which is, by the way, I believe the UFC is in TV negotiations right now with uh, Fox. Like, they're exclusive. Mm. I remember just not too long ago, I heard they had their two-week exclusive, and then it's supposed to be any day now. Oh, well, we were talking. We were, I remember we were talking about this six months ago when it got bought by WME IMG. They got six six billion dollars worth of debt to pay off. Is that four. what four billion dollars worth of debt to pay off? Mm-hmm. So, and they were hoping that the TV deal would just pay it off, like. Like one. Well, they're, that's what they're working on. Like I said, how much of it got paid off by uh, the TV deal? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll never. Know. I don't know what the numbers are. The slices oh. of pie. All I know is the TV deal is the biggest essential component to the UFC's future success. Mm. And the guy who bought it, Ari Emanuel, is the king of Hollywood. He's the man that runs the show there. Wait. Um. He bought. So he he runs WME IMG. Yeah, him and Patrick Whitesell. And he's the king of Hollywood. Like Ari Emanuel, yeah. The, the movie okay. Entourage, Ari Gold, was made as a spinoff off of Ari Emanuel. So, Jeremy Piven's character is inspired by... By Ari Emanuel, yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. I, I think you've said that before. I think you've said that before, actually. I have. I didn't know that either until he bought that the company. That sounds familiar. I guess it just seemed anyway, too yeah, unreal. Bellator had 598,000 viewers, which Stevens those are only world. half a million viewers. I, I don't think that's very great. Gross point blank. But with the UFC being on a Friday night out of nowhere, like I said, there's no, there's no consistency in the UFC product right now. 
But also, mm. since the owners took over, interesting. the biggest thing I've seen is how everybody's complaining about the promotion of the UFC. They don't sell their cards. They don't push people, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's well, part of the problem because they can't look more than one week ahead. So they're just trying, so they can't promote ahead of time. They used to do it. I think the biggest problem but they is don't look anymore, at all the layoffs they, they did. Mm. They were dropping employees. Do you left think and that's right. what it is? Or do you think yeah, they're think, just too think, scared to, are they worried about promoting? The, the event that's three weeks ahead of time will take away from the event next weekend. No, I think they're doing company cutbacks because they bought the promotion for $4 billion. This year was going to suffer, especially at the end of it. They're still trying to put on big-time events, but I do think the smaller shows, I think they're just stuck on cruise control until they figure it all out. Mm. And the biggest thing to figuring all that out and to get more promotion is probably their new TV deal. Yeah. Because if they sign the right and if a TV deal pays that much money for them mm. – that means there's probably going to be a lot of airtime for them. That means there's going to be a lot more investment, a lot more promotion, because they need those guys to get over. Mm. They need every card to be a home run. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I am holding my breath. I am holding everything back while everybody is dumping on the WME IMG era, which I think is so undeserving at times. The whole thing that like this is the new era of money fights, like everybody shut up and get out of my face with that. It's always been money fights. It's always been. Since I don't the cavemen were fighting each other. Where this stuff is coming from. There's how we so do. Many guys we want that... the splash. We want the story. We want the narrative. Yes. And Yellow journalism in like the nineteen twenties or thirties or whatever. It drives me nuts when I hear people say that. Well, in the WME era, since it's about money fights, it's always been about money fights, stupid. Maybe the eighteen hundreds, actually. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, I am being patient before I really assess judgment, and I am waiting on this TV deal. Word. I'm seeing what they do there because that really is the future of their company. If they sign a lucrative TV deal for seven years for what they want, like, I mean, seriously, definitely with TV being cut at an alarming rate right they now. They want to pay off that debt. In theory, they could pay off that debt with this TV deal. Yeah, and people – oh, my God. I'll tell you what. With this TV deal coming up, with the things that are going on in the NFL right now, could it not be a better timing? Is there a chance that they could? Okay, so I I meant, I've floated the idea of something like Amazon or Hulu or something, but then mm-hmm. you 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 say you know we got Fight Pass, so UFC already has its Hulu. Mm-hmm. What if the what if somehow the cable network that adopted it somehow got a cut of the Fight Pass and there? That's was what they're talking about. I've heard rumblings merger that they were talking about doing that, like Fight Pass. Could well, be I didn't know that, them. so I count as a profit. Yeah. Yeah, Thank but you. they were talking about letting them have the fight pass and like work with it, and they already have that there. Streaming like the future. There's a lot of things yes! I see. If yes! they could cut back a lot of the pay per views and put bigger TV events on, Amazon. I wonder if Amazon's going to buy UFC, the TV rights. I mean, I know Showtime already threw its hat in there. Steven Espinosa said after the Maymac thing, like I would love to get my hands on it. Which, while I'm thinking of Steven Espinosa and Showtime. I read a report just a few short hours ago that the domestic numbers are pretty much in for Maymac. Um, Tell me it's not like 5.9. No, actually, it's under the Maypack. It's 4.4 million buys is what it's being estimated at domestic. Do we know how much the technical issues affected that number? That's what I want to know. This is just look. I'm just rolling with this number. This, this is what's being reported. MFers are not going to make any of us satisfied with answers because I guess six point five and you guessed five point five and Gabby uh. T guessed six. So you're the winner right now. Whoa, officially. Whoa, 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 this is just domestic though. Remember, they already broke the UK. So record. they counted the Galapagos Islands. They haven't signals. counted that in it. This is just North America. This isn't. This isn't right. The UK. They broke the UK record. Remember that they had over a million buys there. 
And whatever they did all around, I still think the number is going to end up international 6.5 around there. But You're as just far trying to as make domestic, well, as far as domestic in North America, where I'm sure it sold the most by a mile, it's they're estimating 4.4 million buys. So it's just under the May pack, just like the live gate was just under the May pack. But I, huh. I do wonder how much the technical issues, because I definitely heard everybody off of UFC.com. There was so a lot of beat. people that never even got the fight. That like, it just did not so work. so beat. Well, That's if it's 4.4 million now. Bush League. Oh, my God. But 4.4 million Man, the fact that everybody that didn't want to throw their money at this couldn't watch it is shameful. Yeah, but 4.4 million is, is They should have known better. They were trying to do Hulk versus Superman. They should have. They did it. They, well, they did, but they didn't. And these stats may have been affected. They exceeded expectations Domestically, already. they may have been 5.5 if all of the stuff was in order. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit of a... Do you think domestic... They, 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 that the they lost that many because of technical issues? I don't know. The only people I've heard talk about are the people that had problems. And how how many times did you try to sign in here before you got that fight? 100? Yeah, 50? I don't know. But you know what? I'm not petty like if you a lot had of to people guess, either. Like, some if you had to guess, how many times do you think you tried to sign into this account before you got to watch live It was 45 boxing? minutes. I remember how long it was. It was 45 how minutes How many times did you try, though? I don't know. Do you think, you, you, do you think between you and Sean, you tried 100 times? Half no. that? We just kept putting it on, and it just kept saying, like, to be... I, I forget what it said, but I just remember I kept seeing a blank screen, and I was getting mad. <sighs> And it just wouldn't Bush load League, up. man. Bush League. It's but it like was 45 it's minutes. like the Buccaneers trying to rush the victory formation know. at the Giants. It's See, Bush I still League. Think a Bush League. Tom Coughlin was right. Buys, even if that's number two. Plus, with the other they were doing international, I think that's crazy good. Maybe I'm just bitter because they're affecting my stats. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, that's crazy. I'm a jerk good. and an animal. I mean, to say that that wasn't even like a real contest. At the end of the day, it was a mixed martial artist against a boxer. It was a guy who never. I've been had a t- I've been saying it's an alle- it's an allegorical play. It's MMA versus boxing in a boxing match. Yeah, and that's that's why so many. It really was. So it, was it was superstar versus superstar. But to do that, the judging. Off of that's hype, why the judging was. That's what so it was beat. all off of was hype. It wasn't yep. fight. It was yep. hype. Yep. And talk mm-hmm. about money. And they made a lot of money. I mean, they, they almost got million. me to drink the Kool Aid. And at the last minute, I realized. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Floyd's gonna. Well, let's move on from that. If that did 4.4 million buys, what about Conor versus Diaz three rumblings right now? I mean, that's what I've been championing for since I'm just, I feel so emotionally taxed after the Maymac talk. It's hard for me to get revved up about that. But that's the fight that we want more than anything else. That's what I wanted more than Maymac. Mm hmm. Please. I mean, what is the rumbling? coming out. That's got to be Conor's next fight. That's got to be Diaz's next fight. That's got to be it. There's reports coming out of the UK that, you know, they're starting to do their talks. That the fight's supposed to happen at the end of the year on December 30th, whatever it is. It's supposed to be oh. UFC 219 or something like that. But Dana White came out right afterwards and said the rumors are not true at all. And from what I'm gathering, we probably are not going to find out, you know, Conor McGregor's future until September 30th when he does another one of those evening with Conor McGregor's as he does a sit-down interview. <laughs> a $5 fight pass thing? He's really? He's doing a sit-down really? interview. He's doing another $5 fight pass thing. It's not on fight pass. I don't know what it's on. He does it in the UK, and supposedly Conor makes like over – he makes six digits to do this thing, just to sit and talk. 
He did a five dollar thing though, didn't he? Am I imagining that? Yeah, that's that? what it was. It was a five dollar paper. Okay, but that's not what this, this is. This is it again. Be. Yeah, it is or it evening, isn't. It's an evening with Conor McGregor. But it's yeah, not going to be... fight pass, but it's a $5 oh, pay-per-view. Oh, okay. A $5 pay-per-view. Yeah, okay. it's called a okay. meeting okay. with Conor McGregor. This time, Dan Hardy's doing the interview, not Eric Hawani. <laughs> and I'm sure the reason what? Conor has been so quiet is because he's saving everything he wants to say for this September 30th sit-down interview with Why him. Why do you think he would pick Dan Hardy over Ariel Hawani? Well, it's international, and Dan Hardy's okay. their guy. Okay. And because probably because Ariel Hawani said he didn't get paid at the last one or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's all I don't going know on why there. I'm even laughing at that, but that's funny to me. Yeah, I really I mean, do I feel, not I mean, know. I'm sorry, Ariel Hawani, if you didn't get paid. That's I'm not sorry. <laughs> I don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> No, but we'll see. I, I personally, I don't know. The only thing I pray, I don't care who Connor fights next. I said this before the May Mac was booked, and I'm right back to it after I saw the boxing match officially. And now that I've really had more and more time to let that thing marinate, like over time, it just, to me, good job, I guess. We've returned to normalcy and we're kind of where we were six months out of it where we mm-hmm. were like, this is stupid. Yeah. Why are you doing this? You should be in a ring well, with eight sides instead of four. I hate you. I'm not going to hate Have fun with anybody. your money. I will say that spectacle and the buy rates that I'm seeing that came out for that spectacle mm. is absolutely amazing. And I'm not one, I, I can't know. sit here and, and go against what the people wanted to see. That was a once in a lifetime fight that happened and they did it and everybody made a lot of money and it's what the fans were screaming It's amazing for. that it happened. Yeah. It is absolutely mind-boggling now that, that it happened. It, I'm glad please. we got to live through it, how we did, Yeah, doing what we do. It's It, it was very interesting. Unlike anything that's ever going to happen to humankind, Connor ever again. is a mixed martial artist. I don't know what they got to do to get him back in that octagon, but they have to do everything. God, I they hope can. it's Nate Diaz. Oh, I, pre- I even if it's not be. Nate Diaz, my theory is right now, and I do want it to be Nate Diaz. I agree with you. That's more my than anybody else. That is more my than number one. Anybody option. else? Well, you don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson. So once that fight happens, all right, Tony Ferguson would be a fine, uh, but. Back up. Regardless, my number one request. Actually, or Kevin Lee. Or Santa Kevin Lee. Claus, please bring this to me. I'll, I'll pray on it. Just please come back to MMA. That's all I care about. This I fight, just want to hear his next we do, fight. We do want this fight to have happened six months ago. Don't get us wrong. No, I think Conor vs. DS3 is rolling around. Perfect timing if it's at the end of this year. I, I, I mean, I, I... yeah, Well, yeah. But if he had been conditioning for... MMA fighting this whole time instead of the spectacle that was made. Oh, I agree, and I think yeah. he might be in trouble. You want to know why I think Connor's in because trouble? Because he's been training to be a boxer. Yes, and and from what we saw, he didn't really need to. Well, at UFC because it didn't matter. At UFC because Floyd is the master. There was a guy that showed up at the weigh-ins. His main training partner is Gilbert Melendez, but there was. A, a Diaz sighting, and it was Nate Diaz. And let me tell you something about Nate Diaz. He looked in shape. He didn't look as big as I've seen him lately. Like, mm. you know, months prior when he knew that the Maymac fight was signed. I think Diaz has been training. 
This is mm. his fight. This is the fight he wants. He's held off. He's turned down title opportunities that he didn't even deserve. He feels like he won that last fight, and a lot of people do also. So this oh, this fight... The trilogy makes sense. Oh, my God. But Please. he's in shape, and he's this been training this whole time. And this is the thing I'm saying about right Conor now. McGregor. There is no other fight to make right now. I'm glad Conor McGregor went and made mm. his money. But I'm very interested I mean, I to see how he a, comes back to MMA. I don't care that Conor... I mean, yes, I'm glad he's made his money because that thing is going to be in the books now, finally, and it's done. Well, because he might be at the end of his career. Ooh. I'm glad he made his money. No, I'm happy that's for Conor. I am. I am. I am. I am happy That's for what Connor. he's all about, but I'm interested to see because if he loses to Diaz, you're going to see a serious downward spiral of Conor McGregor. He'll still be a draw, but he's going to lose a lot of it. He has to come back and win. The amount of pressure that Conor McGregor is going to have on his shoulders to come in and beat Nate Diaz is very significant. Mm. I mean, he's out probably on a boat. We've seen pictures of him on boats partying, calling himself having a wealth belly. Conor? Yeah. Does he got a gut? Does he got a beer gut? I don't know if Conor McGregor can really get a gut. The I mean, man is in You can if you want shape. to. Yeah, but the man you is in You drink enough beer. Shape. You throw back enough IPAs, you're going to get a belly. But he has an extreme work ethic. He'll be back. You cut in the that gym off with some Jameson. But I don't know. I want to see Conor versus Diaz three. I don't know what the likelihood of it happening by the end of this year, but we will find out. I'm sure negotiation tactics are coming in soon. Mm. Um, like I said, September 30th is going to answer a lot of questions. I just pray to everything I have that he's coming back to MMA. But speaking of that. There's a lot of rumblings also that Connor is supposed to speak at Congress on passing the Ali Act in the MMA. So he's a, he is for it. That's what they're saying. Refresh our memory. And that, that doesn't make sense. What is the Ali Act? Refresh our well, memory. Well, it's hard. I've been looking it up. I don't fully understand it. All I know is it's supposed to give fighters more rights. Like the promoters can't have as much as they have now, like especially the UFC. Hmm. Um, supposedly, pretty much Congress will run mixed martial arts. And they have a say in the rankings. Well, that doesn't and, sound good at all. And the UFC can't push people around. They have to pay them a, a more fair cut. But also, like, the number one contender has to get the title shot over anybody. Supposedly, It's supposed to be more to protect the fighters. But also, at the same time, it kind of goes away from everything Conor McGregor's been doing, right? I mean, think about it. Conor McGregor, everything he does, he has two titles and never defended one of them. He left the huh. sport of mixed martial arts to go to boxing. Huh. It's it's kind of weird, but if McGregor goes to Congress... This is how the bronze this, belt gets created. Well, if Conor goes to Congress and speaks on this, there is nobody more influential in mixed martial arts right now than Conor McGregor. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't call it the Ali Act. They'll probably call it the McGregor Act. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's just the way it is. We are living in such a weird world right now. It is the way, but I won't believe that until I see it. We'll yeah. see what happens there. Yeah. I won't believe it until we'll I see it. Like I said, that is a oh that God. is some gossip. We could talk for an hour and six minutes on that alone. But we'll see. I don't know. I just hope, you know, I know Dana White's saying the rumors are not true at all with the Conor Diaz 3, but... I'm sure negotiations are coming in soon. I know one thing. If I was the UFC, they sold for $4 billion, And I do think one of the biggest reasons they sold for $4 billion was because of Conor McGregor. I, I genuinely believe that. I do think more stars will rise. Definitely. But we've never seen a star like Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Of course, they still had Ronda Rousey for another fight or two. But we'll see. And speaking of Ronda Rousey, 
Speaking of Ronda Rousey. Ronda's coach was on the MMA Hour, not this past Monday, but the weekend, I mean the Monday before. Oh, yes. That's right. And, I of course, Evan Tervidarian said that if there was one person he would like to see Ronda Rousey fight, it would be Chris Cyborg still. He, he still wants that fight. a demented individual then. And he must not be friends with Ronda Rousey, even though he is her agent. See, a lot of people are claiming that he's doing this because he needs the money. It's the biggest money fight. But I don't think he's as delusional as people think. I don't know. That's still a mega fight. Ronda, Ronda is 0-2 in her last two fights, right? Yeah, but that's it. 0-2 in her last two. That's it. She's never lost it. It was her but last could you two also fights. see? You could also say she's 0-2 for the last three years. I mean, however long it was since the Holly Holm fight. And I want to say it's only two years right okay. now. But, I mean, so you, wanna, so you want to put her up against Cyborg. She lost, yeah, to, she lost to Holly Holm and who else? And Misha Tate? Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez. No, she beat Misha Tate right, twice. Right, Ronda right. Rousey. Everybody acts like Ronda Rousey can't fight at all. Is she on a bad losing streak? I mean, you know yes. how it is, man. What have you done for me lately? And you're a fighter, and you're older than you were the last time you won. But who has Cyborg beat so good? Has she fought the level of competition Ronda Rousey has? Not even close. But she also hasn't lost. People give Cyborg too much respect. Do they? Yes. Okay. I do think She's so. completely... Well, other, they have, other than Ronda Rousey, there's been nobody they've put in her way that has been even... Like she's she's just gobbled up everybody. Like you know they but they they try the they try to say whatever they can about whoever they put in front of her, but then she's just like. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing, but the people they put in front of her, I don't mean any disrespect to any of these women, but they're nobodies. Okay, can you even name okay. one? I mean, Tanya Evinger was her most recent, and Tanya Evinger I guess put up kind of a fight, but she was a last minute replacement. She's fought nobody. You really see the replacement it. for Jermaine Andre? No, no, she beat Jermaine Andre. She was a replacement for Megan Anderson. Okay, but she really hasn't beat anybody. And and here's the thing: has Rousey officially retired yet? No, she she's hasn't. Not I mean, we're all speculating. Right now, right? We're all speculating. She's married. Yeah, she's not. Travis pregnant Brown yet. didn't get her pregnant yet, as far as we know. Dana White said he thinks she. But what is she waiting for to announce her official retirement? Um. Here's my other question. Get back in there, get one more big payday. Would you watch? If they booked Ronda Rousey versus Chris Cyborg Santos, would you not buy that paper? Maybe book? right now Ronda's thinking, what word am I going to line my suit with mm-hmm. for the presser? And Cyborg keeps saying she wants the biggest fight money. possible. She wants to make a lot of money. She wants to challenge herself. There is no bigger fight did than Did we say Ronda money Rousey. at the same time? I think we did. Maybe. You know, Mesha Tita Court Tate... Uh, of course, agreed, disagreed with the fight. She said Ronda Rousey does not belong in there with Chris Cyborg. Well, Misha Tate talked trash last time, but she's lost to her twice, so. Yeah, I just don't think, I think everybody's being too hard on Ronda yet again. Like, I mean, she mm-hmm. is still a top-level fighter. She was. She was a beast. She beat Misha Tate twice. If she's trying to get back in there, man, I'm not going to tell yeah. her no. Look at her resume. She I'm not going to tell her no. She beat Sarah I was a, I was a little caught off. I'll, I will not deny. Do I th- does that mean I think Ronda's going to win? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for everybody to just write her off and act like she doesn't stand a chance, I think you're kind of crazy. Maybe she could. I mean, if she can actually use her game plan and not try to box, like Edmund had her going in there, really what I think she needs is a different camp. I think she got with a different camp and focused on her tools that got her successful and not try to be this boxer anymore. 
I think she would have a better career right now. Mm. But I think her camp and and like the fact that she went in there and stood with Amanda Nunez. I mean, I know it was quick, but she should have been clinching. She, I don't know. I just don't think she should have just went right out there and she went out there and boxed hmm. her in the beginning. Interesting. You know, Holly Holm is a counter striker. She was too aggressive to, against Holly Holm. Hmm. But I never, I mean, I don't know if she went for a takedown or not. That's irrelevant. Holly Holm was a fantastic fighter, by the way. There is nothing to hold your head down to to losing to uh, Holly Holm. No. I, I can't believe anybody's even outstruck Holly Holm in MMA. Remember, she was the best woman's boxer they've ever seen. She was their their their, their face. She was their champion. And then she came over to the UFC. I mean, she was the face of women's boxing at one time. Named Boxer of the Year, women, <laughs> in Ring Magazine or whatever it was. But Chris Cyborg did respond to Ronda Rousey about them two fighting. And she didn't want no parts of it. She thinks Ronda Rousey's not psychologically well, but she did challenge her to a fight. What? In a WWE ring. Oh, my God. I'm dead serious. She said she'd be interested in oh my God. locking horns with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania or something. What? So she wants... She wants that was Cyborg's answer to Ronda? <laughs> yes. Who's the professional wrestling match? What? Hold on. I can't even... Yeah, that's serious. I'm like, I... How? Oh, you want to hear something? I'm not better? even kidding with wanna, all of these like prototypical stupid words coming out of my mouth right now like i didn't know this before he told me oh <laughs> yes Ro- she said they can do it chris a man's product <laughs> what's her name justiano Justino. chris justino chris cyborg responded to ronda rousey's challenge to fight and agreed to meet her in a professional wrestling match yes That happened. <laughs> that really I almost happened. just swore. And I tried not to. Want to hear some more news on Chris Cyborg? I, uh, no. Yes. She's been in Thailand. Yes, but no. She's been training in Thailand. Uh-huh. A agent was sent to her house. Oh, or her... Hold on. I'm still absorbing the fact that she... So she's... I'm going to say that she is too afraid to meet Rhonda in an octagon. Cyborg is scared of Rhonda. Cyborg is scared well, of Rhonda. Okay, know. go on. Go on. We're out of I don't know we're, if she's we're, scared, we're close on time. She agreed to meet her in a pro wrestling ring, but instead of an octagon, she is frightened of losing well, she did to her. Say, she did say she wanted to fight Rhonda Rousey when she was more psychologically there and her then why does she up. why does she want to meet her in a wrestling match? She's trying to I don't know. Cyborg Cyborg has been an interesting character, and I lose my patience with her. I can't get behind her because she's just too much controversy. But here we go. Cyborg in Thailand, when she was in her hotel, she called the police on the agent that was sent to her house to collect an anti doping <laughs> I think I did hear a little bit about this, actually. <laughs> I mean, I guess she supposedly gave the sample I forgot at the end about of the day, this. But... <laughs> so you think she was just happen. trying to buy herself some time when she chugging some cranberry juice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's time to separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. Joe Newbauer at 
Jonah's MMA, our resident MMA historian, who this week is among the strong. The strong is LFA. Nice. Bellator. Nice. And UFC. Okay. As three fight cards in one weekend, which gave us a lot to talk about. And these weren't tentpole events. These weren't pay-per-views. These weren't high-marketable events. These were just events that were thrown together. Mm -hmm. But we got so much quality mixed martial arts from all three. It left a big buzz in the MMA community, and it just does not get better on that. It, Friday and Saturday felt like NFL Sunday to me, where so nice. much was going More on. More so than NFL Sunday for a lot yes. of people. I absolutely loved it. Myself included. It, it just goes back in an article I want to write and a podcast I want to do. Is there such a thing as for too much MMA? Than everybody else. I disagree. And then, of course, my other strong is Misha Tate. You know how I love making her my strong? Miss Cupcake, I love you. But anyway, I liked her take on John Jones. Oh, and her exact quote on John Jones. What's this? Is you can't Ooh. keep using ignorance as an excuse to f- keep failing your USADA test. Word. And that's exactly what he has been using is ignorance. Because it is ignorance to say that you popped again because you don't know what you're putting in your body mm. for a third time. I mean, mm. come on, bro. Misha Tate, you were exactly right. I think your choice of wording was perfect. And I think she's right on the button. Because that is, it's ignorance. Thank you for summing that up for me. Because that's the word I'm going to use towards John Jones from here on out. It's just complete ignorance of himself, the sport, UFC, mixed martial arts. I think we Daniel perhaps Cormier. could take it a step further and say willful ignorance, maybe. Yes, uh, Daniel Cormier, the light heavyweight title, poor to guy, be the man. best ever. That poor guy. Uh, pound for pound, however you want to say I'm it. glad he hasn't become a meme just, icon. I was worried about I- that. I'm done. Just John Jones, you, you're going to have a right to appeal. We'll see if you can finish that appeal, sir, and see if you can shed some light on something that we'll I'm some still scratching into my you head about. Headquarters, maybe. As far as you as a fighter, or something. I'm going to view you as one of these tainted Jerk. guys that I just I, I can't get over it. Yeah, that's just what I look uh, at in your career. Uh, and that's the one word I'm going to start On the precipice to be the king of the sport. And then, Jerk. of course, on to the week. Who, unfortunately, is a well, my week is because Paige Van Zant is officially out of her fight against Jessica I at UFC 216. Hmm. So UFC 216 just lost its first casualty. I'm guessing it's not an ACL. I was uber excited for. They just got Muddy Mouse added to that event with Ray Borg because they fell off a of 215. And I thought it made the card very, very, actually kind of spectacular. I loved it. Mm. It had four fights on that main card that I'm just very invested in. Mm. Now, I could break down the undercard, too. There is a lot of great fighters on that card. Lando Venado. Bibi Latav comes back. They have, um, I can't even remember the kid's name right now. Oh, Tom Duquenois. I mean, it has a stacked undercard with very good, high-level, upcoming mixed martial arts talent. But Paige Van Zandt is a girl that we have been invested in. It's one of the names that brings you to the game. However you want to look at it. Some people say she's just pretty face who gets a push. No, but if you watch every single one of her fights, they're very entertaining. The girl comes out to fight. She scraps, man. And she is already out of 216. And it's already like, okay, it's the first casualty. What else is going to happen? Mm. This has been the trend for 2017. Mm. Like, What other fights are we going to get taken from us? I mean, the past couple weeks, look at it. 215, do I even need to go there where Muddy Mouse got taken off that card? And then we went to Pittsburgh, and just days before the event, it wasn't even 48 hours, Thiago Alves pulls out of the co-main event. 
against Mike Perry. And that was like, if you're a hardcore fan, that was the fight on that card. And you know what I'm talking about when I say that. It wasn't the main event, but that that was the fight. Then, of course, last week we had Shogun Rua falling off just a week before the event. We had what happened to 213. We had what happened to 209. This has just been our year. So I'm already now, I'm just getting scared. And I'm not blaming Paige Van Zandt. As she sent out a tweet today and said, right now, all at the same time, she is suffering from a herniated disc, a double ear infection, sinus infection, pink eye, and ringworm all at once. Jesus. God bless your soul, Paige Van Zandt. Has she been on vacation somewhere weird or what? I don't know. It just sounds like Good allergy season. Lord. To me. Other than the back problem, all the other stuff sounds like over. It's like allergy season and you time traveled to a prehistoric yeah. time zone. Like, what is going on? But. I hope you a speedy recovery, but please, I'm just so tired of these fight cards falling off. Mm. I mean, Bellator's had some bad luck too, but the UFC, it just seems like, and, and of course, John Jones, why can't I forget about that? Like, yeah, the fight happened at 214, but then two weeks later, it was just taken from us. Mm. I mean, it was it crushed everybody in the mixed martial arts. If it wasn't for Maymac happening that week, it just broke everybody's heart that John Jones failed for a drug test. Mm. Just, please... All the fights that are remaining on that card, I plan on spending $60. I plan on getting that pay-per-view. Can we please just keep it intact? I'm out. Thanks for coming ringside today, Maniacs. We love when you stop by. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. There, you should also grab our sister production, Better Health in the World, where we have fun talking the health, psychology, and comedy of what it is to be a human animal. Follow Joe Newbauer, Jonas MMA, Gabriel Tambowin at Gabby underscore T, and me, Matt Crocobo Jr. at Matthew J. Better. That's Matthew, the letter J, Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace!